Welcome to the Hillside Podcast. We trust that you'll be impacted by listening to today's message. Thank you. It's great being here. I um, just want to add my thanks to, to the welcome I've received and the way that you've uh, really hosted, uh, done a great job of hosting people from around this nation, but also myself. Uh, thanks for making it, making it easy. Um, I do travel a lot, and uh, I go to various places. Most places make it easy, to be honest, but actually some places not quite. You've, you've done a good job. So it's, and, uh, <coughs> and it really has been a great privilege. I've, I love being able to give away what God's given me, um, and that's one of my greatest delights. And I think that's true for all of us. You know, God's given everything. I'm oh, sorry, God has given everyone something as part of the big picture, part of the whole. And that's what Christianity look like, looks like. And I don't believe in, um, you know, specialist superstars. I just been, believe in being an ordinary, ordinary human being with an extraordinary God inside me. And, uh, and he, that's it, it's simple as that. I believe I've got the Holy Spirit inside me, you've got the Holy Spirit inside you. And that makes us equal, um, but different. And that's one of the things I, I talk about a lot when I travel around is equal but different. Um, every one of us is uniquely glorious. That's... Uh, one of the things we teach back at Eastgate, and we've got a whole course on that in, in our supernatural school about being uniquely glorious. And so uh, I want to celebrate you because you're glorious. I hope you believe that. God's made you that way. That's, that's, that's the, that's, and I'm going to talk today about walking in the pleasure of God. So I was really excited when somebody said, drink deeply of the pleasure of God. Who was it? Somebody read, read that out. Well, is you, over there. What? What scripture is that? Psalm, Psalm 34, Passion Translation. Oh, great. Okay. So it's, good, it's good to do a study on the pleasure of God. Um, just, just So much has happened this week. I, I lost track of what I said when, and that was my problem. So, and also, I, I travel lots of places. And I do do the same thing. So if I repeat myself, I forgive, you know, forgive me. So I'm hoping I'm not preaching the same sermon that I preached when I was here last year. Um, I don't think I am, but I, my memory is not super... And I'm just not organized enough to jot down everything I do everywhere I go. So um, this is my third time here as well. So it's a great, it's a great light. Thanks for, thanks for having me back again, because that, that shows the degree of, of relational trust that I, I don't take lightly or for granted. I, I always appreciate that. And I love going back to places to see how things are moving on. And I like to help people build things. Um, I realize... I, I can go and be a blessing anywhere, which is great, because God's, that's how God's made us to be. We, we carry blessing into the world. But I, I really choose to go places where I can help people build things that can host the presence of God. Um, and, uh, and that's why I wanted to come back. I think you guys are doing a good job on that. Um, and one of, one of the interesting things was that this week, it was interesting, because God manifests his presence, doesn't he? Yeah. I, do you get excited by the fact that God's in the room? I do. I mean, I go to churches and lots of places, and I normally start with this, God is here. And most of the congregations, they go, mm-hmm. Yep, he comes every Sunday. And we know what he's, we know what he's going to do, and he sits kind of over there, normally the same spot every week, and doesn't make too much trouble, and then leaves with the rest of us. And, whoo! It's kind of a weird idea, isn't it? That's a kind of weird idea. That if God is here then I just like to line my expectation up with that. So I come excited. <laughs> What's God going to do today? And, 
It's ridiculous, isn't it, to think that if God's in the room, that nothing's going to happen. I don't know, it's a silly idea. And if he wants to do more than I'd ever ask or imagine, usually he's going to surprise me. So, um, and, um, so one thing that happened on Tuesday, uh, we were in the first uh, meeting worship time with the, sort of the leaders of Barnes. And, um, and this is a manifestation I see quite a lot. It's, you know, God manifests himself with fire, wind, you know, you, day of Pentecost, fire, wind. There's other ways. And one of the ways he's doing it quite commonly around the world is what I call sparkly stuff. Um, and I, I remember three years ago I was here and it, it, it happened and Graham and you had that sparkly stuff on your dining room table. And you know, I think, it's, just, it's one of those things, it's genius because he actually creates something out of nothing. And sometimes people say, well, what is it? I say, I don't really care because he just made something out of nothing and I think that's quite amazing. Anyway, this stuff on Tuesday, I was, I was sitting there and I was getting, <laughs> getting myself, you know, I was worshipping and I was also getting myself ready to speak. And I looked down and my, now, this is English, this is in English, my trousers <laughs> were... <coughs> um, just covered in all this glittery stuff and I thought, oh, that's interesting and it was on the two chairs sitting either side of me um, and what was interesting as far as I could work out it wasn't on this bit of me where I was sitting it was just on this bit um, I thought, wow, that's interesting and um, trust me this, my trousers were freshly washed and ironed before I came you know, this was the first time I was wearing them on the trip so oh, this is interesting um, and uh, <coughs> Fast forward a little bit in a minute, but um, and then it was interesting. One of I won't, won't say who, but it was, it was somebody was actually commenting on this because actually it's just for me. It's just a, it's an encouragement that God is here. He's with me. Yeah, uh, it's it's that. I'm, I, it's not, I don't seek it. I don't worship it. But I, when He comes, I'm happy. Yeah, it's just it's just manifestations. Like I, 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 one of the things I can feel in the room always is, is the activity of the spirit by the wind of God. Can you? I don't know if others of you can feel that. So it's just one of those things. Anyway, so um, we were where were we? We were at some event. One somebody was giving a testimony. It was later on in the week. And was talking about and said actually that that was really encouraging. We had that God, God manifest, and 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 the, the front of Pete's pants were covered in, in glitter. Now for you, that's okay. For me, if that goes on a podcast back to the UK, I start to have some issues going on. Because <laughs> in case you don't know, see, we call these trousers. <laughs> they hide something called pants. <laughs> so I'm just, I'm just thinking, I'm glad this isn't being recorded, because this gets back to Eastgate. Pete's glittery pants have been on display. <laughs> <laughs> I think, oh my word, don't get that out on Facebook. Whatever you do, I, I, we're, 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 trying to, we're interacting with all sorts of government agencies. I thought, this won't help me. We're opening a primary school. We're opening a primary school. We're hoping to. I thought, this, this won't help. This won't help. So, so please, if, if you're, if you're gonna, can we translate from South African into English, okay? So trousers, 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 trousers. That's really quite, really quite helpful for me, okay? Trousers. <clears throat> I have the same problem in the United States, okay? I don't know why they call them pants. English is English, yeah? And it, it, it seems to get corrupted as it travels further afield. It, it improves, it's improved. It, uh, yeah, okay, it improves, it develops. It, anyway, what do you think? Well, what's, what's that got to do with him? There was a guy there, and I won't say his name because it's his story and I don't want to expose him, but, but at, at the end of the Tuesday evening, he just came and sat in the chairs where this stuff was. Now, you say, well, what's the point? It, God's everywhere. I know he is, but when, he's, when he turns up somewhere, it's smart to go and put yourself there. 
Yeah. I said, if you want to catch fire, go where the fire is. It just makes sense. You think, well, if he, he can touch me wherever I am. Yeah, he can, but often he doesn't. Because he, he, he rewards those who earnestly seek him. Yeah? There's, there's, there's a sense of, I can't be bothered. Oh, well, probably not going to get it. But there's this earnestness. So this guy came and sat there and, and did nothing. He just, he just sat there, quiet, nothing, no, no noise, just worship, just enjoying the presence of God. And he, just, he said, well, oh, the presence is beautiful. Okay, so the next day, this guy comes in, so Wednesday morning, he says, oh, hi, Pete, I had a great night's sleep last night. I said, oh, well done, great, I'm glad to hear that. You know, so. um, but later in the day, he said this, actually, really, why I told you that was actually that um, two years ago, my twin brother died of cancer. And I haven't had a good night's sleep in the last two years. Isn't that beautiful? In his presence is fullness of joy, is peace that passes all understanding, is power, it's everything. Everything is true in his presence. Because his presence is not just an idea or it's actually him. You, you touch him, and if you can touch him, anything can happen. You touch Jesus, the healer, healing happens. And it's as simple as that. That's, that's how our philosophy of healing um, I'll just pray for John. I think he's getting a bit of a download, which is good. So, um, um, Our philosophy of healing, if, if we can get the presence of God so manifest in, in a place that, that people come in and touch the presence of God, they can get healed and without us trying. Because when, when the lady with the hemorrhage touched Jesus, Jesus didn't even know she was there. All right? I say, Jesus, Jesus didn't try to heal people. He is healing. So you, so you connect to the nature of God. It's not we try. So I say, Iska, if you try and heal people, generally it won't work. Because you can't do it by your own effort. But if you connect people to Jesus, it's amazing what will happen. Um, so uh, a few years ago, not that long ago, but there was a lady in our church and she, she, broke, she broke her ankle really, really badly. Um, and talking to the doctor, if you break your ankle really badly, sometimes it doesn't ever quite get back to, to full, full function and she'd bust it that bad it was, and the, the medical prognosis was we can set it but you're going to have trouble with that ankle probably ongoing and uh, she just started a new job that week and the problem was she was the major um, money wage earner for her family um, hus husband uh, didn't have such good jobs so actually their, their family income was kind of dependent upon her she just started this new job, and she had no sick pay coming because she was so she was actually they were, they were in trouble. She was in so much pain; she was in continual pain, and she couldn't drive. So the church the church went into action, which is great. And I expect the church to go into action in that situation where we look after one another, care for one another, and uh, so they were they were they were making sure that the family was fed. They were you know, people were giving them money. Um, she was getting lifts to hospitals where they go, where they need to go to. That's, that's what I, I expect. That's good. That's normal church, yeah? And that's the bits that we can do. But the trouble is you can do those without God, actually. I'm not saying you do, but I'm just saying, is, you know, that, that's, 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 an that's a great element of church life, which I absolutely love. I think it's fantastic. And it all happened in our church without, it doesn't touch our church office because we believe in people looking after one another. That's, it's, not a, it's not a central function to look after other people, is it? 
it's normal. That's what, what we do. We're friends, we're family. We, we look after one another rather than call the church office. Excuse me. Uh, so anyway, this was going on. Um, so on the Saturday, this lady came to the healing centre and she literally walked through the door of the auditorium where we have the healing centre. And as she walked through the door, um, her ankle went immediately completely ice cold. Absolutely ice cold. Now she was in a plaster cast, so but it went ice cold. And the pain disappeared instantly. And she'd been in terrible pain, with strong pain meds, really strong pain meds. And instantly the pain went, went back to the hospital. Guess what? Completely, completely healed. Now, what that meant was not just healing, it meant she went back to work. It meant the family was secure. I want to tell you that the best form of care you can have is supernatural. We, we can do our best with our human resources, but actually connect to Jesus, he'll do so much more. And I just want to tell you that Christianity is a beautiful thing. And all of us have the power of the Holy Spirit inside us. If, if we're born again, the Holy Spirit is inside. So we should expect this to be normal. Okay? Um, so I want you to turn with me to Ephesians chapter 1. We're going to have a look at this. Um, I just felt also to tell you just a few other things. Just, just, the Bible tells you that your faith is worth more than gold. How, 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 how carefully would you, go, would you guard a, a gold store if it was in your house? Seriously, if it was out there, would you just leave it out? Anybody, anybody could nick it? Or just, I think if you had a store of gold, you, you put it somewhere safe. You would guard it, wouldn't you? Well, your faith is worth more than gold. And it needs to be guarded. Um, one of the things I was doing this week was actually talking about what I call the enemies of faith, which will rob you of, of, of what God has designed and destined for you. Um, and another analogy I, I, I was using is actually we have a river inside us. The Holy Spirit is a river. But if that river gets polluted, it doesn't carry the life it's meant to carry. Um, and I, I, I did a lot with that with, with Heavenly and Healthcare actually um, in the last couple of days. And it's a great, great analogy. And if you want to find out more about that, if you go onto the Eastgate website, eastgate.org.uk, um, I've done a, quite a series on, on that um, about how we try and make sure our river isn't polluted. Polluted rivers carry other stuff rather than life. Um, <clears throat> so, how many of you, well, let's say this. <clears throat> Imagine this. This is. This was one of my realities. 40-year-old lady who is completely deaf since birth. N never heard a sound. Not just gone deaf. Imagine never having heard a sound. Very difficult to imagine, eh? Live in a completely soundless world. That's, that's, this was this lady's world. And then imagine what it's like when she starts to hear for the first time and she starts to try and make sense of a world of sound. I remember watching that lady's face as she heard for the first time. And I watched her. She had to learn how to locate sound. I just watched her trying to... Now, she, she'd heard of music, yes? And she, there was a guy playing the guitar. She knew that this produced music, but she'd never heard it. I then made... This was in America. I was, I was doing a healing conference over there. Um, and um, with another guy from Bethel, it was great. Um, 
And then I made the mistake of thinking, but American English, so I went and spoke English to her. <laughs> but but she, she's looking at me, because that's just noise. This really was, so we had, to work, we had to talk through sign language, so that was her language. You know, that's, that's quite profound, because I thought, oh, you'll understand me, I'm English, you're, you're American. <laughs> no, it's just noise. I thought, oh, my word, you really don't know anything, do you? Okay, imagine giving a young mum an 18-month-old baby girl back from the dead. Imagine an 18-year-old who's been beaten up when he was eight years old. Rocks smashed his brain in. So he's been paralyzed in all four limbs for 10 years. Imagine picking him up and putting his feet on the floor and watching him walk out the door. Sure. This is normal. This is for every believer. It's really good. Every believer. These signs will follow those who believe. Mark chapter 16. Heal the sick. What does God think when that's happening? He's smiling. Because this is what he made us for. This is what we were born again for, to do his work on earth. So, let's see how far we can get with this. <coughs> you can keep studying once I've gone. So. All praise to God. So, Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3. All praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms because we are united with Christ. Now, you could park on that and study that for years. So, how many spiritual blessings have we already received? Everyone. So, they're already done. They're gone. It's ours. The, 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 the joy of Christianity is discovering them and then making use of them. Every blessing is already ours. Now, the reality is that you could not contain every blessing in one go, so I'm accumulating them. So I, I wake up every day expecting more. That's, that's a great adventure of faith. This is, Jesus paid the price for me to have every blessing, so they're mine. I, I don't find Christianity boring. I don't know about you, but I'm... If you're bored, slap yourself. <laughs> Read the Bible. Every spiritual blessing. <laughs> See, the, the devil will try and tell you you've got every spiritual problem. And you need to find them and let's get rid of them. No, Jesus did that. He paid the price for that. Just get hold of that and then start to live in every spiritual blessing. Christianity is not a problem-finding exercise. It's not a sin avoidance program. It's living a life that is in all its fullness with every spiritual blessing available to us. Woohoo! Because we're united with Christ. Even before he made the world, God loved us. When did God start loving you? Yeah. <clears throat> and chose us in Christ. So this is beautiful, isn't it? Before even the world was created, he'd chosen me. <clears throat> He loved me, he chose me, and this is for you as well, I'm making it personal for me, 
And look at this. He chose us in Christ. And I'm, I'm, this is the, the New Living Translation, but it's similar in the uh, NIV. It says, to, it says to be holy and without fault. In what? In his eyes. In the NRV, I think it says holy and blameless in his eyes. So, so this, is, this is what God was doing. Before the foundation of the world, this is what God was setting up. He was dreaming of you, dreaming of creating you, already loving you in advance. Yeah, so he was thinking of, wow, kids, grandkids. And already sort of loved in advance, and then this is how he was dreaming of seeing you, okay? So how does God dream of seeing you? Holy and blameless. Woohoo! So how do you see you? Seriously. Just, just think about it. Wake up in the morning, look in the mirror. Hi, holy. Blameless. I think that's amazing, isn't it? How many of us are taught to try and find something to blame ourselves about? Something to dig around for. Is, no, this is, now this is, see, my, uh, I've got two grandkids, love them, love them to bits as you do, and, and so Zoe, ha, Zoe has amazing hair. She really does. Um, when she was born, she had the, well, when she grew grown up, she had the really tight ringlets of hair, really, really, really tight. And, and, um, and she had such amazing hair, everybody used to comment on it. And people said, wow, you've got beautiful hair. Beautiful hair, and she used to go. Mm-hmm, I know. <laughs> <laughs> she, she, was, she was really funny because everybody told her, so she believed it. Yeah, yeah, yes, my hair's beautiful. <laughs> Granddad, look how long my hair is. <laughs> what am I doing? I'm smiling. I'm taking great pleasure in this. What would be going on in my heart? She said, "Actually, Granddad, I'm ugly." I don't like my hair. Please, can you straighten it out so it looks like everybody else? What would what, what be going on in here? Oh, come on, come on. You're beautiful. See, God's pleasure is not in our denying our glory. God's pleasure comes in us agreeing with him and living beautiful hair beautiful whatever she, she and I we have, we have a quite interesting so I, I joke with her about because this, this, this really was a granddad loving moment because we love reading stories and she really does love books so I said okay she gets to choose which, which book to read one day she chose we were reading a book about hairstyle and I thought this is, this is not really my topic <laughs> <laughs> so we go through this, and then, she, and then she said, "So what hairstyle could we give you, Granddad?" I said, "What well, you got? Kind of limited options." <laughs> it's not, not, <laughs> anyway, it's become an ongoing fun game with with us. So she she dreams of what she can do with Granddad's hair, but I think she's realised it's a limited sort of dream. Okay, God decided in advance, verse five, to adopt us into His own family. He didn't make a mistake. 
wasn't surprised. Actually, he knew in advance that you'd be a sinner. Decided in advance he'd make that right. He'd take away all your sin. So you could be glorious. He doesn't look at you as a sinner. He looks at you as holy and blameless. Wow. <coughs> Decided in advance to adopt us into his own family by bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ. Now look at this. This is what he wanted to do. This is what he wanted to do. This is what God wants to do. Not what he needs to do, not what he has to do. This is his choice. What he wanted to do, and it gave him great pleasure. In the NIV it says, according to his pleasure. This, this, this is how God gets pleasure. By designing us, creating us, freeing us, gazing at us. And we live according to his great pleasure. So when, um, just before Jesus started, we say started his ministry. I'm not, not quite sure I like that phrase, because he was already doing his life. Do you see me? There's another part of life. <coughs> um, but what we were is that he was baptized, and then God the Father has a quick look down. What does he say? This is my son thy love, with him I am well pleased okay now we united with Christ I think that's what it just says there so when God has a look down at you once you say this is my son daughter who I come on work with me who I love with whom I am well pleased should we try that again what I've noticed with you South Africans is you're quiet when I ask you questions it's <laughs> it's too interesting I thought oh, you're supposed to be a loud bunch but you go quiet on me. So, so, okay, so we'll try that again. <clears throat> when God looks at you, he says, this is my, now you can do it in your son or daughter, this is my, who I, and with whom I am. Okay, got it? Should we try that again? You're doing better. This is my, who I, with whom I am. Wow, that's a good way to wake up in the morning. That's before you've done anything. Now, that, that's really important because some of us think that we have to perform to get that. You've got to do your ministry to get that. No, 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 no. That's where you start from. We start from that place and we work out of that place. And what the Bible says, as you, as you follow him, then you increase his pleasure. Wow! Isn't that... Isn't that just, I just want you to try and get that in your brain. That every day, as you walk with Jesus... As you walk with Father, as you walk with Holy Spirit, in some way that's very difficult to understand, you increase their pleasure. Wow. <clears throat> so we praise God for the glorious grace he has poured out on us who belong to his dear son. He is so rich in kindness and grace that he purchased our freedom. Woohoo! Why? If you're looking at these people and said, you know what? <clears throat> I don't want them as slaves. I want them free. And God, if you, if, one of the problems I have, again, with a lot of Christianity is people relate to God as master rather than father. And the only, only voice that they hear from is actually instructions rather than intimacy. 
that, if that's you, then you, you just need to wake up to the fact that actually you're a son or daughter before you're a ser servant. Now, I am a servant, okay? I love serving God, but I, I, the way I define myself, I'm a son who serves. Just like Jesus. Jesus was always the son. He laid aside everything. And he sacrificed it all in order to serve. That's a picture for Christianity. So I'm happily sacrificed all I've got to serve him, but it comes out the fact that I'm already his son. I don't serve to try and gain something. I am, I am his son, and he takes great pleasure in me, and my great delight is serving him. It's not a duty. I love it. I absolutely love my Christian life. I think I'm meant to. I think I'm meant to get pleasure from my Christian life because, God, that's how it's made to be. <coughs> wow. He has showered us he showered his kindness on us along with all wisdom and understanding. Do you ever think God doesn't really understand? Because if he did, he wouldn't do it. If he really knew what was going on in my life, then he wouldn't be quite so kind. No, no, he, he's, he's got all understanding and he's got all wisdom. And this is what he chooses to do. He really is smart. He's a whole lot smarter than me. I'm glad to say. Okay, God has now revealed his mysterious plan regarding Christ, a plan to fulfill his own good pleasure. Okay? So, so God is actually revealing and fulfilling his own good pleasure. So increasing revelation, that's what God does. God increasingly reveals himself to us. And because he's infinite and eternal, that's a never-ending pleasurable adventure. Fun, isn't it? It's not limited to this bodily existence timescale either. This will go on forever and ever and ever and ever and ever. Pleasures forever more. And this is the plan, okay? This is the plan. Do you want to know what the plan is? Christians like to know what the plan is. They get confused over the plan. They even get worried about the plan. I'm amazed how many Christians get worried about God's will for their life. Seriously, people say, oh, I want to make sure I'm doing God's will. But the first thing he said is, don't worry. <laughs> so once you're worrying about it, you're already off track. <laughs> he said, don't worry about your life. Quite clear, don't worry about it. So worry's not part of the plan. That's it, seriously. Worry is not, pleasure's the plan, worry's not. He's got it all sorted. Now, it doesn't mean say you don't face challenges. You do, we all do facing some mega challenges I won't go into them but I have some mega challenges going on you know <coughs> yeah not technique just just I want to um, my dad has dementia it's a mega mega challenge for me mega challenge but I refuse to be deviated from pleasure my dad's born again I know where he's going I know when he was born again, the exact day, because I led him to Jesus. It's all secure, just battle going on here and now. <clears throat> okay, this is the plan. At the right time, he will bring everything together under the authority of Christ, everything in heaven and on earth. Well, that's quite a big plan. <laughs> it's not just everything together on earth, everything together in heaven and on earth. Because heaven is also part of his creation. 
I'll leave you to think about that. <clears throat> and furthermore, because we are united with Christ, we have received an inheritance from God, for he chose us in advance, and he makes everything work out according to his plan. Is that, that, that's, the, that's the security. He makes everything work out according to his plan, and his plan is according to his pleasure. So I just want to, give, I just want to throw some things at you just to actually understand that. I've, just, you know, I've got so much on this, but I'm just going to throw out a few things just to get you going, because you could do a study on this, okay? Um, now, one verse I found really helpful, um, where is it? It's in Ezekiel 33, verse 11. It says this, As surely as I live, says the Sovereign Lord, listen to this, I take no pleasure, no pleasure in what? No pleasure in the death of wicked people. That's a profound state. God takes no pleasure in the death of wicked people. He is opposed to wickedness. He, he, he will obliterate wickedness, but he takes no pleasure in how it impacts people. Our job is to deliver people from wickedness, out of darkness, into life. Why? Because that's part of God's pleasure. We must never, never, ever preach a message of condemnation, only love. We should not take any pleasure in the death, if you like, of wicked people. Okay, here we go. In his presence is fullness of number one. Always get into his presence. Delight in him. That's what worship does, isn't it? You've got a great worship team. Well done. Caleb, you've got a great voice. Man. And I hope you're writing songs. If you're not, start. Where is he? Lost him. There. There you are. Are you writing songs yet? A little bit. Do it. It's the pleasure of God's on you for that. You can see it. Feel it. <clears throat> you know what? Because as you do that, as people enter into his presence, which you help them do, then the pleasure of God is being released. A couple of Sundays ago, one of our dear Eastgate family members, a beautiful man, he, uh, he ascended. So uh, he, he, he exchanged his body. He had a pretty rough body on this earth. He's got a great one now. <laughs> Every Sunday, his name is Roy. He'd be there on a, in the morning, and we've got really big windows in our auditorium. And he'd be there, and, it, and this, this is how you'd find Roy on a Sunday morning. And he'd be there before the meeting started. Always. Just loving his father. What I said about Roy, see, Roy didn't need music to help him worship. He had worship in his heart. But music is a part of our worship. But what I want to tell you is if you need music before you get worshipping, you can help these guys by making sure you come with an overflow of worship rather than wait for them to sing the song that you like. You understand? I just, just, it's a little, you can be, oh. Who, who leads you in worship? You. 
take pleasure in being in his presence. Romans chapter 12 talks about the will of God. It says, don't conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is. His good, pleasing, and perfect will. Wow. <coughs> there is pleasure in his presence. There is pleasure in his will. Haggai 1 verse 8. This. Now go up into the hills, bring down timber, and rebuild my house. Okay? Clear instruction. And, and within Haggai, he's got the challenge. It talks to the, the, the Israelites about they're building their own houses but neglecting the house of God. You know, they're, they're, they're paying careful attention. A lot of energy is going into their own reality, but they're neglecting the house of God. Yeah? And God rebukes them and says, make sure you build my house. Why? then I will take pleasure in it and be honoured. See, God takes great delight in building his church. We are the temple. He, he, he looks down on a church with such pleasure. But churches need to be built. And one I know is particularly this is such an important part of, part of Eastgate is everyone is important. And everybody's got a part to play. Uh, our kids are amazing. You should see them when they get going for the sick and prophesying. We did a no, no Junior Holy Spirit conference recently. They are amazing, our kids, I tell you. They are absolutely phenomenal. <laughs> yeah. They go out treasure hunting. They do this. They're, they're really interested with treasure hunting, actually, our kids. They get clues and... And trying to be kind to them. So, so they, they, they get a clue and they say, it's, it's this car, it's that colour, and this is the number plate. Yeah? <clears throat> anyway, and being kind to them, so we say, well, that's that car, it's not quite the colour that it'll do. And they go, no, it won't. It's quite <laughs> and they keep going. And then they find it, there it is, boom. <laughs> I'm absolutely amazed. They, they, they are little terriers. They have encounters with angels. They have all this stuff going on. It's, it's, it's all normal. Our kids help build our church. They're your disciples. They're not. They're not. They're just a little, be a little bit occupied until they get to eighteen and choose themselves. They do get to choose themselves all the time. But actually, if they understand the pleasure of building the house of God, it becomes a pleasure rather than something they have to go to on a Sunday. Just looked at, you know, we started leading our church with 25 people, um, my, my wife and I, a number of people, my kids, and we often have people around our house on a Sunday after meeting, lunch and stuff like that, and our kids would play with other kids. When the other families would go home, we'd always sit down, David and Kerry, and say, thanks for helping us to build the church. Thank you, thank you for helping us build the church. My son's now an elder in the church. My daughter's a world changer. She's going out there. She's literally just flown off to another country and is discipling nations. They know what it is to live in the pleasure of God. Okay. <clears throat> How about pleasure in giving gifts? <clears throat> God delights in giving us gifts. So... Um, 
few years ago, uh, it was actually when Kim and I were in, in Bethel for three months, 2009, um, and Kim is not, not greatly into jewellery, um, and I would have happily bought her more jewellery, and of course, I'm nice birthday gift, but she, she actually is not greatly into it. Um, and so it, it was a real great, great pleasure for me when she said, for her birthday, she said, I'd like, you, I'd, like to go, I'd like us to go shopping together and buy a ring, a special ring. And uh, <coughs> it's her princess ring. And so we went along, and I was so happy. And, <coughs> and, uh, and she, like you said, she, she wears it, and it's great. It's great. Do you, know, do you understand the pleasure of, of actually giving gifts? Um, and um, the ring came in a, a, a box. So actually, she doesn't wear it all the time, so she keeps it in the box. Um, and it was reasonably priced. It wasn't mega, you know, out of this world, but it was, you know, there was, there was, there was a happy investment in it. So when, when she puts the ring on her finger, I'm happy, aren't I? What, what I don't do is get out the box and look at the centre box and say, hey, do you remember how much this cost me? I just wanted to let you know I paid a lot for this. And I hope you're, hope you're really grateful. a lot. Heck of a lot, if you don't mind. Real heavy price. Is that stupid? Would that take away pleasure? And if I say to you that that's what a lot of churches do for communion, <laughs> I don't know how you do communion. I'm just, that's all right. Is somehow you think you have to look at the empty box and the price. Now, I remember the price. Kim knows it costs a lot of money. I, I want to see the ring on my finger. Jesus paid a price for you to wear the ring, not look at the empty box. He doesn't... He doesn't excuse me, do you realise how much I've paid for your freedom? He doesn't do that. Do you understand? It, he, he is so delighted. What about if I never wore the ring? Or Kim never wore the ring? That, that wouldn't. No, she doesn't. I said she, what's a ring symbolize? Love, communion, <coughs> union, authority. Signet ring. God takes delight when you use your ring of authority as a sign of your covenant love. He doesn't rub your face in the price that he paid. I know it, he knows it, I'm grateful. Does that make sense? Walking in the pleasure of God is not walking in the, in the, the, the sorrow for my sin. It, it's, it's understanding he paid the price and living in the reality, the good of that. Does that make sense? It brings God great pleasure when he sees the ring on your finger. Just as it does for me when I see Kim put the ring on my finger. Our daughter came out to visit us while we were there, and she, th she so liked Kim's ring that we went and bought one like it. So when I see it on my daughter's finger, yeah, I'm a happy dad. Your father loves you beyond measure. And I want you, if you look around, I want you just to look around at each other right now, because I could keep on going about this, there's so much more I could say. But, Pleasure in dreams, okay? I want you to put, I don't want to do anything else. I, 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 sorry. Pleasure in dreams and, and, and pleasure in fruit. They're good, okay? God loves your dreams. 
He's a great dad. But I want you to look around right now, and I want you to look at people and think, man, God takes great delight in that person. Wow. They're really special to God. Wow, they're really gifted. He paid the price for them. That's amazing. I want you to start to take that delight in each other that God already takes in you. Yeah? Just now, what can you do together? How much pleasure can you produce between you? Wouldn't it be great if anybody walking in here walked into the pleasure of God? And I want to do something with you. If you just give me a moment, I'm going to take a... Because I want to release this. I know it's getting towards the end. But I want to take just a couple of minutes because I want to release something for you right now. Is that okay? Um, because in 2016, when we had a healthcare event, Heaven in Healthcare event in, in Eastgate, um, we, were, we were releasing the dreams of, of 60 or so healthcare uh, professionals. And I, I challenged them to dare to dream and talk about their dreams for the health world. And we collected 150. It wasn't their dreams personally, like, like I want a Ferrari. It was actually, well, I want this, I want that. It was actually directed towards that, let's dream for, for the world of health. As we did that, the pleasure of God literally whew, descended upon our the whole congregation. All, everyone in that room. It was an amazing time, wasn't it? This was there. It was just, and it wasn't something I could have manufactured. I didn't pray for it. It really caught me by surprise because it was, it was a manifestation of the presence of God that I hadn't experienced in that way before. And I, he fell upon me and everybody. And as, I, as he fell upon me, I just fell to my knees in awe and wonder because I experienced the pleasure of God in a depth and a way that I had never experienced before. And it was interesting. It, it was when we dared to be kids of God who talked about the dreams we had of changing the world. Have you got dreams about changing the world? I'd like you to stand up. Whew. Father, I'm going to pray for you. Father, I pray that these, these dear folks would right now experience the pleasure of God. As, as we were taught, drink deeply wow, of the pleasure of God. That was, that was the instruction. Drink deeply right now. So I want you to choose to drink deeply of the pleasure of God. This is how God looks at you. This is my beloved son, my beloved daughter, with whom I'm well pleased. Well, I pray that would come to rest on everyone right now, the pleasure of God, the pleasure of a father who looks at us holy and blameless, free to be all we're called to be. We're called to be. If I... I I release your pleasure on every dream in this place right now. I want you to dare to dream right now. I want you to dare to cast aside any things that have disappointed, seem to frustrate. But what I want you to dream is not about your own personal life. I want, to dream, I want you to dream about how you're going to change the world. 
world of education, world of healthcare, world of commerce, banking, government, all these sorts of things. Whatever is in your heart right now. Father, I pray for the power of heaven to be released upon you. It's going to... Don't worry about him. He's fine. Father God, thank you. What the Bible talks about is anointings that come upon people. Okay, now there's an anointing is something. It's a, it's, a, it's it's the it's the touch of God for a specific purpose. It, it, that's how I define it. It's different. It's different from just a general getting filled. An anointing comes with regard to empowering a, a, a specific purpose and calling on your life. And so I want to release an anointing upon you now. <clears throat> and I want you to take it out of heaven and apply it to that specific thing, okay? Whatever it is. You, does that make sense to you? How, how an anointing from heaven will fit hit you will be different to how it will hit, hit me, because it, but it's specifically shaped for your purpose. Robert, you've got one coming on you right now in the world of healthcare. Whoa! There's anointing coming on you in terms of the governance of healthcare and wisdom that's starting to rest upon you right now. Your life destiny is not yet fulfilled. Some of you have got a real passion, care for the elderly. There's an anointing coming through. What the anointing does, it starts to release the power of heaven to enable those dreams to start to become reality. There's a leadership reality that gets released. And here's an anointing for all of you to, to create a great church which is completely multifaceted where the presence of God and the pleasure of God will rest and the world in all its different facets will find solutions. Father, I pray now for the power and anointing of heaven to come and rest upon this church. Amen. Thanks for listening. We'd love to hear your story if you've been encouraged by this episode. You can connect with us on Facebook or leave a review on our podcast.